This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Comixology. Are you tired of your favorite movies getting pushed back again and again and again and being stuck inside and not being able to do anything or go see anything fun? Check out Comixology.com. Read all the stories that all of these movies are based on and get in the know. Comixology.com. Sign up for a free Comixology Unlimited trial and you can read everything. You can read The Boys. You can read Lock and Key. You can read Batman. You can read whatever you want. Visit infamouspodcast.com slash comicsology to sign up today. Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is a special bonus episode with me and Daryl. We are talking about The Expanse Season 5, Episodes 2 and 3. Churn. Churn Mother. And Mother. So this one is obviously called Churn Mother, which is a good name for a metal band. Yeah, it really is. Right? <laughs> Churn Mother. Yeah. Uh, Live yeah, at the Forum. Back. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Churn Mother. I was going to do my metal voice, my uh, screaming metal oh, voice. but Hold on. Ready? Probably... One, two, three, go. <laughs> oh, my God. That was loud. I took my earphones out. and I... <laughs> You know what Churn Mother is another good name for? A monster truck. So, I think those can go hand in hand, monster yeah. trucks and metal. Yeah. Which, Sunday, 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 Churn Mother versus Bigfoot. Be there. I can only I can only actually do that voice right now because I'm still like, you know, recovering. Um but yeah. All right. So we'll just get down to it. So we we're gonna make this short and sweet. We're not no no uh hour and twenty minute episode today. <laughs> <laughs> Only an hour and five. No, not really. <laughs> hour and eighteen. Pachow. Uh righty. So, um churn. Churn mother. So you know, one of the things that we're seeing because uh one of the sad things that started this season out is well, not the rock coming towards Earth, but the fact that we have everybody separated. Yeah. So this is gonna be that kind of like that really ensemble season at least the first half at least I, again i'm I'm kind of curious to see how the book you know if this is like based on nemesis games and the churn mm -hmm. novella so which is the best of all of the novella short stories i i will agree with that so and again just just edging the, out the the fred johnson one the butcher yeah and one of the things you mentioned when we first well in the the normal podcast is how nemesis games has a lot of action in it. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of seeing that we see that here right. because it starts off with one of my favorite characters that wasn't in the premiere and that's Kamina drummer. Yeah. And, and one of the things, what, what we see is her sort of pirating the pirates or policing the pirates. Right. Um, She's the queen of the pirates. Of the belt. Yeah, yes, yeah, she is. She's got all ten pieces of nine. <laughs> and I, I was telling you before we started recording this, these two episodes had some great lines, and mm -hmm. her her first like badass line was, "You respect my claim, or you die and become a story that I tell the next captain." Right. Which was great. Who do you think and... you are? I'm Kam Kamina Drummer, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> That is going to be on T-shirts. We let's let's not kid ourselves. That's going to be on T-shirts. That would be pretty is, freaking cool if that was on T-shirts. Because she, she is a very. I, I can see it. Do you know have an outline of her face and then just have the quote there? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would I'd be buy awesome. that shirt. You'd buy that so, for a dollar. <laughs> yep. So I think that like the first part of this, and she's not. In, they're not in it that much. No. Her and her crew. They're in it more, a little bit more in this uh, in the third episode. But it's kind of based. What they're doing here is just framing her, her crew as as a family. Mm -hmm. Although, and again, I don't really want to get into. There are changes from the book. So I mean, we, we can talk about that because like we can talk it, a little bit about it in the book. It's a it's a polyamorous relationship um, right. between. Her and um, the woman who is named Oksana. Oksana, thank you. And then I forget yeah. the guy's name in the in the in the book, but yeah. like he's in there and like he was in bed with him at one point. But like it, what it you know, it was kind of all very innocent. Like he very well could have just been like they're all sleeping in beds because it's a small ship. 
Um, but they're they're definitely going with the the gay relationship with her and not the the polyamorous one. Well, was it Joseph in the book? Yeah, because yeah, it, Joseph. Like, yeah, so Joseph's in. Okay. I mean, he's in the episode, and and that's the character name, right. Samer Salim. Uh, or Salim yeah. is playing him, and yeah, he was the terrorist in uh, the boys. Yes. So yeah, they explode. I forgot what his what he decided his um, terrorist name or his supervillain name was. Um, Mr. Blowy Upper Guy. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be interesting to see because, and again, we'll talk a little bit more about this in the uh, for mother. But I think this was just kind of framing them. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I was looking at you know kind of when I on my rewatch, and what I did see is like the other male characters in there. None of them had the gravitas to be a partner for a drummer no no there's there's not like um you know there's not a lot of equality (laughs) among the the men and women characters this time and like here's the thing is drummer is a badass you know absolutely like yes she doesn't need any of this like on her own she's a badass like she has her own you know like this is the warship rosinante speech here and you know uh the whole hands behind the back like stiff upper back military badass like kamina's one of the best characters on the show no doubt like, and no offense to naomi yes. nagata she's hands down the best belter oh absolutely and that that's actually a good good segue because one of the things you see in this is belter life mm-hmm. uh we saw it a little bit in the premiere with, with naomi talking to sakai mm-hmm. and you know how the belters go back and forth but i that's that's one of the things i liked about you know, their short time on this was mm-hmm. that getting that idea of that belter life. And we do leave off with them finally, you know, getting word that they find Ashford shit, mm-hmm. the Tynan. Yep. And that will lead a little bit more into what goes on in episode three. Yeah. From there, um, you want to talk about Tycho Station and poor James Holden. He has none of his people. No, he's just all all by his onesies. So, and, and again, uh, we we do get more uh, about Bull and from Bull and Fred's relationship. Mm-hmm. And what I what I noticed, kind of like looking on the internet, there there are a lot of people that they're like, I do not like this Bull guy. You're not supposed um, to. No, you're not, because he's a, he's a you know he doesn't bullshit and mm-hmm. he's an ass. Right. And but you know what? He's looking out for Fred, and that's his that's his only job. And he doesn't care who he offends. So you got to respect that, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, I mean, so the Tycho stuff is interesting because you've got you've got um, Holden kind of puttering around on the Rossi while it's being worked on. Um, I did like, um, what's her name? Um, Saki. Sakai. Sakai, thank you. Um, when she's like, he's like, how long is it going to be? She's like, uh, if you want it, okay, it'll be 12 hours. If you want it perfect, it'll be 18 hours. And if you want to die, it'll be six. <laughs> so, okay. and, and he's like, 18 is fine. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I think we share the same brain because like in my notes, like I write, I write Holden seems aimless mm-hmm. and you know, like you said, just puttering around yeah. and Sakai, I, you know, I liked her a lot more in this episode and yeah. you know, my my notes was she's spicy you know mm-hmm. she's she has that lip that belt her lip on her uh, yeah she doesn't take shit but she's she's really a, a nice addition to to the cast yeah and but no yeah like she definitely said, grows on you after from that first that introduction you know she definitely mm-hmm. is uh is a much more well-rounded character and it makes sense for for kind of the amalgam of characters that she is yes yeah, absolutely. And what you said was interesting about Holden. <laughs> One of the things I I got from when Holden, you know, he's checking his messages. You know, like you said, he's, he doesn't have anything to do. He's kind of ignoring Monica from, you know, episode one where mm-hmm. she said, hey, I have proof of protomolecule research. And <laughs> he che- he sees the message and, and she tells him that, you know, I, I want to show you this proof. And what does Holton do? Holton, he initially says, nah, you know, I'm good. We're not going to do this. Right. Five seconds later, he's like, damn it. I got it, <laughs> you know. And it reminded me of, you know, again, my favorite MCU, one of my favorite MCU characters. No, my favorite. Who's Who am I kidding? Uh, in Civil War, when Cap, Cap tells 
Tony's like, you know, if I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. And that's pretty much Holden. Yeah, you know, um, he's just a good man, and and yeah. he's he's as much as he doesn't want to get involved, he wants to he wants to protect everyone. Yeah, and and again, this is not something like you know he's getting involved in a little ruckus you know down the street. This is you know potentially extinction level type stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty. It's it's not only admirable, it's it's something that, you know, if you're a good person, you would do, even if it does seem overwhelming, which, right. let's be honest, Holden, the, some of the decisions Holden has had to make over the years has been, I mean, we, you know, remember when we had a few weeks ago, we were talking about some of the captains, you know, captain versus captain episode. Yeah. And I can't think of another captain that's had more just massive decisions to like on the fly than Holden has. Maybe and, you know, Kirk. Sometimes he, maybe Kirk. Yeah, maybe Kirk. Yeah, and you know sometimes he doesn't always make the right call, but no. he has it's his frame of mind or his heart is in, usually in the right. Mm-hmm. Just that doesn't mean you know he doesn't always have the, all the information. So sometimes he does act on emotion. The hold has no chill, as you said. Yeah, he has no zero chill. There is no 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 chill in that man at all. You know. Well, and. Yeah, he, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go, go. I was about to say he showed that in last episode where he stormed into um, uh, Fred office. Johnson's yeah. office and he told the guy, "Leave now." Yeah. Um. No. And and you know he goes looking for Monica, uh, or he he doesn't go look. I'm sorry. He goes to see Monica and he finds out that there has been nefarious events that happened in her in her room. Yeah, and. You know, see, this is one of the things I like that you've read or you've listened to the books mm-hmm. um, sooner, like in a, in a more recent time span than I have, is the fact that I, I thought she survived or I thought they were, you know, they were going to get to her. But this is one of the things I love about the show, even though you, you know, this is based off of source material, they do make changes here and there. And even when they don't make changes, they make the uh, the drama and the tension so well done, uh, you know, on this search for Monica is that I, I wasn't sure if they were going to make it to her in time. Right. And well, that's in the that's next episode. Of, yeah. So, so yeah, it's that race against time. <laughs> and before we move on to, you know, our favorite Martians again, <laughs> like I said, like this, like these first couple of episodes do have some great quotes. Mm-hmm. And when Holden, when they're looking for Monica and he see, they have her PDA, I don't even know what they're called in, in the expanse word. I'm just going to call them PDAs. And he hits the button, and then mm-hmm. Fred says, what did you do? He's like, there was a button. I pushed it. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnson said, that's really how you go through life, isn't it? And he just shrugs. <laughs> you know, he's and, just like, eh, nah, well, sure, why not? So, and, and to your point about no chill, and I mean, just think, he's pushing the buttons. You know, think, think on Illis. He just moves the route because... The investigator tells him so. Right. Um, the same thing uh, in the ring. You know, he puts his hand in there because the investigator tells him so. Right. He, see, he sees a, a blip on the PDA. He pushes a button. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out because yeah. it was her yeah. on onboard camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> uh, yeah, I, I, I love Holton. And, you know, I'm really this. this I really. I'm really loving the intrigue and this that partnership that we're having with Holden, Fred, and you know the ass that is Bull, which again, yeah I love. Uh, I mean, Stephen Stephen Strait is the most underrated person, underrated actor on this show. He brings oh, yes, he he's such a good actor, right? He brings everybody up in every scene, and like he low key carries every single scene that he's in, even the ones with with West Chatham. Yeah, I, I yeah I agree and. It's funny because I was thinking there that scene between Bull and Fred Johnson. I I thought it was missing something, mm-hmm. even though I love the line. It was, I it did was love missing the line. <laughs> Yeah, I did love the line that um, Bull gives Johnson, where he's like, "You think if someone's an underdog, that means they're the good guy?" Yeah, which is a great line. That is another a great, great line. line. I mean, and you know, there's so many people like that. I remember I, I have a friend who he's just all about like, "Oh, well, no, I, I like them because they're the underdog, and they're great because they're the underdog," and it's like. No, they're they they're not like, yeah. You know, like in sports, he's like, yeah, you got to root for the underdog. Why? It's like why, why? So, yeah. I, I again, I thought that, and you're right. I Holden just makes everything better. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. 
So, so um, you know, because like the only thing I ever really remember Stephen Strait from was uh, Sky High. <laughs> War and where peace. he was Warren Peace, like, I, like I know he's been. I've seen him in other things, but like the thing I remember him most from was Warren Peace and Sky High. Yeah. So the first thing I remember him from was uh, the Covenant, and that was with Sebastian Stan, mm. um, Taylor Kitsch, uh, Chase. Was it Chase Crawford? I I've think? never seen the Covenant. Yeah, they were four man witches. You know how so. I feel about horror. I don't watch <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a CW movie type CW type movie. So fair enough. So, but yeah, let's 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 move on to the Red Planet to those dusters and. <laughs> hey, I fly with one of those, and he's never called me a skinny. <laughs> yeah, that's Mr. a callback uh, from from episode one, but yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, Mr. Alex uh, and and Bobby finally kind of unite for lack of a better term and her Alex and Bobby investigating Mars finding the black mailers <laughs> and this was one of the things we talked about um in our when we talked when we found out that you know there was going to be a season six yeah and Cass Anver wasn't going to be in it the the relationship between Bobby and uh and Alex in the books I love it so much because and it's just as good here yes if yes, not better they, because Frankie Adams and Kaz Anvar are both amazing. Yeah. And, and again, what, what I said is that, you know, there are two Martians whose Mars, you know, whose, you know, dream that they've been living with, that they were raised on, is just gone up in a puff of smoke once the, you know, the ring gates came mm-hmm. out. But I, I find it interesting that, not interesting because we know how Aim, or Alex is. He's always that, he always has, he's that positive soul. Yeah. And... So unfortunately, he has to. Bobby does a good job uh, showing him that, hey, dude, everything is not sunshine and rainbows. Right. You know. I mean, she said that in you know in the first episode where she said, um, you know, some things you can't fix, and you're you're effing stupid for trying. Right. Which, you know, that you know his that just kind of dowered his sunny disposition at the time. Yeah. And I mean, she's going through and she shows him the, you know, the memory board, the whatever, the the dream board of all the criminals. And the one guy is this Admiral Savetti, Savitri? Savitir. Savitir, thank you. And uh, played by Tim Decay, by the way, um, yeah. from, from you know, many, many things, including White Collar, which is a highly underrated show as well. Um, I watch that one of these days. And, and, you know, so he's this big, big time admiral who who Alex has a ton of admiration for. He's like, that that guy's marching through and through. And uh, the scene between the two of them at the War College is really cool because um, he's a total dick to Alex. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you have a stolen Mars, Martian uh, Corvette, um, you know, captain by an Earther. Yeah. So I don't have anything to say to you. Yep. So, Which, um... <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, and again, there's there's not much. Again, this is one of those kind of broad strokes of painting what we're going to find, and basically what Alex is trying to do is, you know, pull some undercover work, mm-hmm. which not his we strong. We will see seat. how, yeah, we will see how that goes later on. And you know, lastly, before we get to the you know the meat and potatoes of this episode is you know checking on christian and how she's doing in her role well hold on hold on before we go on to christian like alex with lieutenant babbage um the the smoking hot like aide to to the admiral and you know he's he's just going full on alex with the charm and he starts to like her yeah. Well, that's in the uh, third episode. Oh, is oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. She invites him. He he asks the admiral if he wants to meet for coffee. Yeah. And the admiral's like, no, beat it. Uh, and then she's like, hey, I'll take you up on it. And he's like, okay, sorry, yeah, I, I got mixed yeah. up. Um, well, yeah, no, moving on to Christian. Well, I was going to say that's kind of easy to do when we watch two episodes like that because I did that a few minutes ago where I you, yeah. you're like, oh, this in the, so. No, our no. Apologies. I, that, I, I watched. I watched both episodes twice today. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Just, well, I mean, like, like I was working, so like you know, I was yeah. I was limited paying attention. I w- I was giving them the the least amount of attention that I could give them, and, and mm-hmm. still be productive at work. 
I get that. I get that. So. So, okay. So going back to Christian, mm-hmm. who. Yeah, uh, she's like. She's, she's struggling. She's struggling. Yeah, though. she's really struggling. Yeah. It's, you know, she's having issues with, you know, uh, massive de- demotion, mm-hmm. but also the kind of the strife that she's having with Arjun. Who yeah. She still has yet to reach out to. Right. Yeah, she has not reached out to him yet. She is uh she's just hanging out with uh Michael Irby, um, who is Admiral Delgado. And they're kind of scheming, but like he's just kind of burnt out. Like I you know, I, I look at him as just he's like this career military guy, he's got this cushy posting on Luna. He doesn't want to do too much to rock the boat. Yeah. And, you know, she's Granted, she's you know she she's right in what she's doing, mm-hmm. but also I get where he's coming from in the sense of hey, yeah, it's nice and good that you have these, you know these you're thinking about this, but you don't really have proof, and that kind of shows that you know during the meeting with you know the meeting with Gao and um, Delgado and a couple other people I don't know if, I don't think they even give their names who no. they are, but it's almost like a cabinet meeting or what yeah. have you. And Christian brings it up about the destruction of that um, Venus kind of satellite. Yeah, the science station. station, Yeah, the science station. And Gal turns to Delgado. Is like, you know, what do you think about it? He's like, is it is it Marco Anaris? And he says, fifty fifty. And you know, Christian's just still trying to go after. Like, no, it's more than that. And you know, and then Gal just shuts her down and. Mm In an embarrassing fashion, yeah, uh, purposefully, yeah, because she's like, you don't have to come to this meeting. It's it's a, it's a, uh, it's a professional courtesy that I'm letting you do this. Yeah, and it's it's weird because it's one of those situations where, as someone who is a fan of the character Christian, mm-hmm. you know, you you ha- we have I'm, I'm, I have her backing, and Gal is is a real is pretty much a dick to her. Oh yeah, but at the same time. And I think Delgado does mention this at one point is, did you treat her any better when you all were running against one another? Oh, no. I mean, this is 100% karmic retribution to uh, yeah. to, to Christian. And uh, and the sad thing is, though, it's not just the back and forth and bruised egos. There's yeah. going to be a lot of lives that are, well, then we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to that in a bit. But, yeah, yeah. no, it, it's uh, it, it, it's just one of those things where, like, you know she she's ruining every relationship that she has um because she wants to be right yeah and and, and and you know and and she's she's not able to really be like oh i um i i maybe need to like go about this a different way she's still trying to be like shadow government avasarala yeah, and again, this shows how kind of like we're simpatico. I, my, like I have her. She's as the stubborn iron lady, and you know she's not. You know she's more. You know she's like you said, shadowy, but she still has that solid, you know, almost unbendable core. Which in some situations that's good, but when you're trying to get things done, sometimes you have to learn how to bend. And mm-hmm. she's never. She's always been been that bull that can just run through stuff. Yes. And now she's finding, you know, now that she doesn't have that power that could like from under from her position as undersecretary to you know when she became, you know, the secretary or yeah. I think it was she doesn't have that. So Queen Queen, Queen of to... Earth as uh as Amos called her <laughs> last episode. Yeah. So she doesn't know how to, you know, use a little bit more subterfuge, use mm-hmm. a little bit more of the honeyed words, which yes just not in her dna and we see that again not just with the political but with her trying to make amends with arjun yep and it just kind of sums up her character as a whole yep absolutely all right let's uh we're going long let's get to amos yes so i again i love amos yeah and i just want to shout out frankie Faison as charles the scene with him and wes it, it, it's great. He plays up the fear because he knows about Amos or Timothy, um, yes. as the case may be, and he's afraid Timothy's there to kill him. Yeah, which is and... kind of a running theme for 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 this episode with with <laughs> Amos, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he has like West is able to exude that type of 
you know, there's just something about him that mm-hmm. that that simmering danger, that simmering violence. Yeah. That's what that's always under the surface with Amos. Right. No matter you know how chill he sounds, there's always that undercurrent of violence, and right. we know why, right. just because of the life he leads. But you know, I love that talk he has with. He actually reaches out to Frankie. Yeah. Where he's like, okay, T sounds nice. Where he sees him breaking down about Lydia's death. Yep. And that leads him to you know, his former his former childhood friend, yeah. Eric, who is now the... I got to say, the- when he's trying to figure out how to get to Eric, um, and I love that scene where he's in the park and he's just watching the drug deals happen. Yes. And, and he finds the guy. <laughs> And, and he goes home and he's like, want to be friends? <laughs> okay. You don't see a lot of guys like that say, please stop hitting me. Yes. Right. <laughs> but, uh, well, so, I like, yeah, cause he I, flashes the gun and Amos just takes the gun from him and then beats the <laughs> shit out of him. And I, I, I will say like, I thought like Theo kind of looked like you a little bit. Like he's got the same kind of hair. And I was like, wow, that's what it would look like if Amos beat the shit out of Daryl. <laughs> I wouldn't say please stop hitting me though. I tried. To, I would go for a double. No, I'd you'd probably, probably just be crying because you know. Yeah. I mean, he hits hard. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. But no, the 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 scenes with 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 Amos and Eric are so far the best scenes of the season. Um, it was it was legitimately great, and it was right from out of the book. Um. Mm-hmm. And the the kid that they have playing kid the guy that they have playing Eric is just perfect. Yeah, and and I love that like the back and forth because again you were talking about how Frankie was scared when you know Amos comes to town mm-hmm. or comes to you know comes to the house. Yeah. Eric is the same way. He has a gun and and he is he's thinking Amos is there to kill him mm-hmm. and take over you know everything. Yeah, to take take his and, life and, away. Yeah, and it takes him a couple minutes for, for it to sink in. Like, it's really just about the house. Yeah. And he's like, so, no. I mean, like, the cool sorry, thing. Frank, I keep saying Frankie. It's like Charles. Yeah, Charles. I'm sorry. Uh, the cool thing is, like, when Amos walks into Eric's compound um, and he's looking around and they're like, are you looking for a way out? And he's, no, he's, like, he's just impressed. He's like, he's, yeah. I, I think he's genuinely happy that Eric has, like, done what he's done. Um, but yeah, so Jacob uh, Mundell is the the guy that plays Eric. Um, you know, he hasn't done a whole lot. He's but he's um, so Eric is a is a crippled character, and like you know, Jacob is is you know was born without a left hand. So that that's actually like kind of cool that they it's not CG. Um, yeah. I think he's got like so like Eric in the book is is really feeble. Um, you know, like he's he's missing a hand or he has an underdeveloped hand. He's not missing a hand. Um, but he's got this limp and, and Jacob does the limp really well. Um, I will say the the one cool thing about Eric in the book was just the confidence that like poured off the page and Jacob mm-hmm. nailed that. Just nailed it outright. Um with just the way he's talking to Amos and or, or Timmy, as the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. And like you know, we were joking about it um, before we started recording. Is that final line they they have the final you know dialogue they have with each other where it's like, you know, because we find out that Amos Burton is the name of well, and we met in Monica actually in season three said something about it too that Amos Burton was the name of a big time drug boss. Yeah, have a gangster in, in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and he so says it's find- a common name. <laughs> Yeah, not here. So we no. find out that Amos basically killed the guy or a guy, took his name, mm-hmm. you know, got got off planet, yeah. which is great. But also, you know, there's the idea of his fake false ID, and if you know, if Amos gets caught up in anything, mm-hmm. it might blow back on Eric. So right. it's like, I love you, I miss you, but if you come back, I'll put you down. And Amos is just like he he reacts exactly like Amos reacts to everything. Yeah. Good seeing you, Eric. Yeah, good seeing you, Eric. Just rolls <laughs> off his back. I do like that Eric offers him a drink, and he actually drinks this one. He's like, damn, yeah. that's good. And then walks away with the bottle. <laughs> no, he, he first walks away, takes two steps. Yeah, comes back comes and gets back the bottle. Says, so. Basically says, I'm taking this yep. without you know asking. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this episode was 
you know, the heart and soul of finding out who Amos was, who mm-hmm. he came with. That's why it's called the churn. And again, it's one of the best, better lines, float to the top or sink to the bottom. Yeah, everything, everything else in the, in the middle, middle is, is churn. Churn, yeah. love that. And that was, this is this has been my favorite episode, again, so far this season. I, this uh, might only... be, this is one of my favorite episodes of the series. And it yeah. all has to do with this scene in the second third of the episode between Eric and and, and Timmy. Yeah, and I think it was, one, I th- it was one of those that I didn't appreciate until I watched it the second time, and yeah. was, and I and I actually watched it twice. Like then, I, I like yeah. rewound it and watched it a little bit more. I just I just love that play back and forth between those yeah. guys, and so. yeah, it's. Well, the the, the way Eric is on guard and he's like, you don't have to test me. And then watching yeah. him just kind of like the, watching him get some of that chill that he's yeah. trying not to have. Like he's trying to be a guy with no chill. Yeah. Um, I will say I love the fact that he's a guy missing his left hand and he's got two motorcycles in his office. <laughs> I don't know if those are for show. Or well, for I mean, they're definitely for show. Um, yeah. I mean, he's got the pool table. It's like it's a wonderful office. It's you know, yeah. it overlooks the, the the bay and and inner harbor and everything. It's it's great. So yeah, and he even uh, says that to uh, Amos. He's like, "Hey, look at all of this." Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I love this episode. It's definitely my favorite episode since season three. Yeah, and one of my I I agree with you. It's one of my favorites. You know throughout the series because again some great lines yeah great yep, great yep. lines so all right let's uh let's move on to mother um because we're already at 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so um mother opens with the the map of the the galaxy with we get just a glimpse of marcos um and like or a glimpse of that and then it cuts to this really cool scene of uh Delgado making drinks, um, which was was kind of like a really cool visual. Yeah, I, I like some of the like some of the transitions we have in this show. Or, or I I just love good and creative transitions just yep. overall, and this yeah. is this one of those. Mm-hmm. And they bring in the the scientists to kind of gauge some of the data that the uh, science station, right? You know, like the science station got over the rocks that you know. Another another person who was offered a drink to accepts it, it but does not drink it. Yeah. And I think they said take it for the road. Too. Yeah, and he just left when he left. Yeah. So but um yeah, okay. So how do you have your breakdown for this one? So it's it's Christian, uh drummer, you know, Tycho Station again, and then you know, a little bit of Mars and Naomi. Okay. So with Christian again, you talked about that. You know how we open up uh, from Delgado. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want they want to. She wants him to uh, Delgado to use his connections to task the watchtowers to look for rocks that might be painted right. with stealth and, tech. And so the watchtowers are essentially these like lidar systems, but they have rail guns attached to them, um, and they're pointed at Mars because Mars has all this first strike stealth capability, and the rail guns are there to stop that. Right, and, and so she wants them to look around because if they use the railgun to destroy an incoming asteroid, um, you know, it, it it'll just be dust by the time it hits the atmosphere. Right, and this is one of those where, at the end of her arc in this episode, it ties in with Drummer, uh, because you know, as we know, what Drummer was doing is she was looking she at the you know at the end of episode or not the end but the end of her arc in episode two. They finally find the Tynan, which is Ashford's ship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's stripped down, and he had the it, best it, guns Mar- in the belt. Yeah, and Marco <laughs> didn't destroy it because, as she said, it's you know it's sending a message. Yeah. So you know they're trying to reclaim it and get it ready because that'll mean that they'll have three ships now. They have and an arm. They're an armada. <laughs> yeah, stood the wall and the Moreno or something like that. Yeah. But this is, I love Karaji, and yes. One of the things we know is the decision she had to she she was the deciding vote in why Marcus Anaris is still breathing. Right. And I get where she was coming from because she said there would be a civil war. Mm-hmm. I don't 
but it's one of those things she did not, and uh, many people, I won't say just her, did not appreciate how far thinking and how big Marco Anaris was thinking. Because no. he even says it yeah. to uh, Ashford before he kills, and he said, you all have, you basically, you all don't think big enough. Yeah. Your dreams, you don't dream big enough. Yeah. And that's, she does, she does find that recording of Ashford's, you know, mm-hmm. last moments, which is really sad. And there's a couple things to unpack with her in the sense of her feeling guilty about Ashford dying mm-hmm. and as well as not being there. Because yeah. again, we remember, you know, he's like, Hey, you want to be my XO? Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm going to do it my own way. And you know, she's, she's having the crisis of conscience um, and crisis of confidence that we haven't seen from her. Like she broke her back in season three and yeah. she pulled over a pair of mech legs and, you know, strap essentially strapped them on to, so that she doesn't have to not be, you know, uh, in the fight. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Yeah. A badass, like that sh- uh, a 100% yeah, that badass. Sh- that absolutely showed the character of, you know, Kamina drummer right there. Like, I mean, we saw a lot before then, but her doing that, and even though the doctor said, hey, you yeah. you might paralyze yourself, or I don't know if she said those exact words, but... Yeah, she said mending a spine is hard, mending a spine in zero G is even harder. And yeah. she, um, you know, I mean, even like in season two when she got shot in the stomach and she is, you know, they're helping her out to go take the bullet out and she shoots the dudes in the head. As she's walking out, she yep. takes a was it Alex? She took out Alex's gun and was like, pew, pew. "Yeah." So. so in in here, and again, this kind of leads back to what you were saying earlier. It looks like they're going to do focus on her relationship with Oksana, or mm-hmm. is it, yeah, Oksana. yeah, Oksana, because it's yeah, Oksana, uh, it's her Oksana and Joseph in in the books, um, and they're they're very much this cool like tripod of of like you know of emotion and support Mm -hmm. and and everything and uh yeah i don't i don't know it was uh it's 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 what it is and 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 it's not it's not a big deal but like at the same time it's like there's this ever never-ending quest for uh representation right yeah um and and you know why not let like the poly group get uh yeah Kid yeah, a little. Let, let them get some representation. Yeah. But like this is one of those things where your you know, your recency also because you even mentioned that some of the lines that J- were Joseph's in this situation were given to Oksana. Yeah. And well, and like again, I've, I've seen... um kind of back to the last episode real quick. Like uh mm-hmm. Avasarala's grandchildren are girls in the book. Um right. and she's talking about them and how she's like trying to raise them and everything. And in the show they've made them boys, and they're like Almost completely inconsequential. Yeah. Which, and again, I, I understand that sometimes characters are, you know, excised from books to, right. you know, the, the big screen for various reasons. But that but one granddaughter comes into play in yeah. the future, and it's not going to work with a guy as that character. No. So, no, anyway. It but it's it's neither here nor there, because we're yeah. not going to get that second trilogy for, or that final trilogy for, you know, years yeah. So I, I do like the kind of the, you know, Oksana being there. I do like that just because it, it, it also shows we actually see drummer being vulnerable mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And Kara G again, I've, I said this before we started talking about, it, I just love Kara G. Oh yeah. And her just, well, here's the greatest emotion. thing It's her belter voice is nothing mm-hmm. like her real voice. Um, and like, she's got this like way about her in real life that like this, like in interviews and stuff like that, where she's just smiling and super happy. And it's like, it's kind of like with Sam Witwer as, um, as mall. It's like, what do you have? What, what switch in yourself do you have to flip (laughs) to be this character with like the anger and the hate and the badassery to, to, to do that. And then how do you, how do you come out of that and not just kind of, carry that into your everyday life yeah I, and i think i remember like hearing her voice for the first time yeah. outside I'm, of the expanse also i'm just kind of like i have the episodes going on my tablet like here uh mm-hmm. i seem to somehow forget the fact that she's naked in this episode oh no but yeah 
<laughs> anyway, I definitely remember that. Yeah. Like, like you know, they, they've they've done some like risky things, but like not like this. <laughs> so yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, just uh. By the way, Karaji, good on you for keeping it tight. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, she's she she's she's really awesome, and and you know, drummer's a great character. Yeah, and and just just so we like fin- wrap this part up. One of the important things is that conversation. It gets Kara or Kara. It gets Drummer to push off the responsibility of searching for Marco uh, because she wants, you know, she wants to get she she wants to track him down, and she says it's for you know the money because it'll help them that that bounty he has on yeah, his head. Yeah, it's like a twenty million dollar bounty. Which, yeah, that's. That's 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 not a, that's that's not, gen, not that's short change generational wealth even in yeah. in that day and age so yeah but she ends up pushing that message from Ashford to Fred Johnson who gives it to Avizarala mm-hmm. and it kind of confirms what Avizarala was trying to say right that hey he's he's throwing rocks with stealth tech yep. at Earth yeah she gets the proof she needs just in time. <laughs> yeah, just in time. Speaking of just in time, we were talking about uh, you know, in this, you know, Monica gets kidnapped and No, no, that um, was in the last episode. Monica where they found her all in the second episode. That was like all yeah. of that action where she put the yeah. hole in the container and everything. Right. Um so, yeah, I mean there's not a whole lot. There's not I don't, actually yeah. there's no Holden. Uh no, there's just a little bit of Holden. Yeah. Well, um they, they, where they find they see, the people the who are. Well, there's the video of Cortazar, but they also track down the people who put her in the shipping container. Yeah, which which that didn't they, that didn't end well for them. They were not either. in time for that. No. <laughs> no, no. Um so yeah. Um no, that was all pretty interesting. Like I think Tycho, like there was so much like emphasis on Tycho in episode two that like they, they did a good job yeah. focusing more on drummer and uh Avizarala and um Naomi. Because we yeah, didn't get any Naomi hardly at all. No, no, and I don't think we got Naomi at all in episode. No, and two. and we got we got some Alex here, um, and Bobby. Uh, I do I do like. Uh, okay, what what do you have next before before? So I go off yeah, track? Where I was just going to uh, Alex and Bobby working together. Yeah, so Bobby goes on a date, <laughs> or not Bobby? Alex goes on a date, <laughs> um, and then gets jumped. <laughs> After he he's totally trying to score, by the way. Oh, absolutely. He's and like he's like, What's up? How you what you said earlier. You, doing? you said it earlier when um that you know he starts to actually like Babbage. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a and, smart thing. And, and and Alex Alex tends to make these kind of weird moves uh, on people who he shouldn't. Yeah, and, and it's it just shows he's he's just not he's he's a pilot okay he's a pilot and he is our you know our near and dear heart of the Rosinante, but he's not a spy he he's no. not an agent of any kind no and, he thinks too much with his heart yeah and you know and again Bobby comes in you know we we're talking about just in time yeah Bobby to the rest yeah. this episode should have been called just in time. <laughs> And yeah. that's not necessarily a good thing with the Justin. No. Um, yeah, Bobby comes in and saves the day after they inject him with some truth serum. Um, and, 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 and Cass does a great job playing like stoned, I'm telling the truth, Alex. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just kind of, yeah, he's just, he knows his role though, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, you know your role, absolutely. shut your mouth. Alex knows his role. He knows he's not the fighter of the group. He knows no. he has, you know, a- Amos and if, you know, Amos and basically, and Holden. Yeah, and Bobby. Honest, and now Bobby. And and now Bobby. So, yeah, they're finding that they're getting deeper into this conspiracy that, you know, Bobby's mm-hmm. running to trying to figure out, you know, working, you know, Avrazarala is doing a good job. Right. Using, you know, what she has. You know, she's trying to use Delgado. Mm-hmm. She's using Bobby. But... Again, the whole just in time thing is still, you know, Bobby may have gotten there just in time to save Amos or Alex. Alex yeah. But uh, as far as getting the proof she needs for Abizarad to have the government react on the most intimate, intimate threat. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's neither that. here nor there at this point. <laughs> yeah, and so. yeah, I don't. And so we we can go to. Yeah, well, let's Naomi. let's do Naomi real quick, um, because yeah. she she's at Palace Station. Um, she's trying to find Philip. She's talking to her old crewmates who save her from getting jumped by some people because she's famous. Just in time. Just in time. Um, <laughs> from with uh, Sin and um, Carol. Carol, who has a. Pretty much big attitude towards Naomi. Well, she's got a huge chip on her shoulder because, oh, absolutely, like, yeah. you know, we'll we'll find out more about that relationship. But like, Naomi <laughs> abandoned these people, um, yeah. and we'll find. I mean, we kind of know why, but we're gonna find out the real reason, like exactly what kind of terrorist Naomi was. Um, so it's gonna be. It's. I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how people react to to the news of, of what Naomi's like crimes were and why she was on the cant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, it, you're to your point, these, you know, Belter life is about, you know, family and everything. We mm-hmm. see that with uh, drummer and her crew, you know, they, they're always talking about that with Belter. So yeah. to leave your family like Naomi just up and leaves, regardless mm-hmm. of if she had legitimate reasons or not, you know, cause from what we've been given so far, you know, we understand her reasons, right. but again, we still don't know. There's still a lot that's, you know, that's under the table for Naomi, which Mm -hmm. like you said, we're going to find out more about. So I get why they are pissed. It's just, I just love the back and forth she has with sin. It's Mm -hmm. like her, you know, her, you know, loving uncle or something like that. Big brother. And uh, yeah, big brother. So she does come face to face, finally face to face with Philip. Yeah. And he's not very nice to his mom. Yeah. Which again, it's kind of understandable, you know. She yeah. she abandoned him and left him with uh, the worst terrorist in the galaxy. Yeah, I was about to say, even without being raised by a psycho in mm-hmm. Marco, she left him. Yeah, she left him, and for all he knows, she never tried. Right. To well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the story. So yeah. And again, right. this is this is uh, it's all inter- Like you know, she tells him she she got the ship for him. He can have it. He can go wherever he wants. And when he gets there, she will give him whatever he needs to survive from from a monetary standpoint. Yeah. Just to get him away from Marco. Yeah. And, I mean, you think, you know, a parent came after, what, 16, 17 years? I think he's like 16 or 17, yeah. Yeah. And and says that to you. Like, like who are you to come in here and – yeah, who are You've you to judge me to and me. my dad? Yeah, you're yeah. you're nobody to me. Yeah, you're you're my biological mother, but yeah. you're not my mom. Right. So I I I get that. You know, even if he's, you know, even if I, you know, he's shown to be have a propensity for some of Marco's you know, violence. terroristic yeah. violence. You may have been my first apartment, but you're not my mom. Yeah. So that's it's yeah it's really going to be interesting to see how this develops and yep. i'm what i'm what i'm seeing is you know the first two episodes it seemed like a lot of these arcs were self-contained and in this episode like some of the stuff like with christian and drummer they're starting to coalesce you know just you know coalesce just a little bit and i'm, I'm wondering how it's going to everything you know as episodes go how these storylines are going to you know coalesce more into we'll find out tomorrow the overall story <laughs> yes yes I, wait a minute Yes, we yes, will. Yes, we will. We will. Um, so, yeah. So, he stuns her, and they kind of take off with her um, to parts. Well, in the ship. They're going to take the ship. But, uh, but yeah. All right. So, let's talk about the end of this episode. Because as there's this whole level of just, like, politicking going on and wanting to move the uh, the watchtowers, you just see this, like, streak go in between two of them. Yes. And like it's a it's it's literally a blink and you miss it. Um and it is a stealth asteroid. The rest of the stealth asteroid. Um and then there's a dude just out there feeding fish. Um yeah, with with his fish gla- goggles. With fish goggles. Like so he could see like the dolphins or whatever swimming in the ocean. He's having a good old time just like you know um throwing stuff in. I, I don't know if he's like studying them or just he likes them. Um, it's, it's called the fish fish finder 5,000, which is great. So he's looking at some Atlantic (laughs) mackerel. Um, it's got all the information on the hood and, uh, yeah, he kind of turns around and then there's this kind of big flash of light. (laughs) Yeah. And 
it kind of parallels like the end of churn when yeah. Amos is at the launch uh, well the launch pad yeah watching the launch the go up yeah yeah and th- this one we get you know the the blast coming down and out yeah. and you see you know it's just burnt like that just the heat blast before he even gets to right because it burns away the clouds in the sky which is an effect like I don't know if that's what would really happen I assume it is because the heat would um evaporate all the clouds but I love that effect when asteroids hit that planets and in, in shows yeah so but yeah, yeah he gets he, the the guy gets wiped out let's see does he have a character name um he he's just fisher fisherman <laughs> Ryan Singh. Oh. Um, but yeah, he's just, yeah he's just an older guy. Yeah, R.I.P. Fisherman. Rest rest in uh, rest in power. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he gets he gets annihilated. He's he's the the first victim of uh, of Earth of the uh, the Earth Belt War. Yeah, and I just I cannot wait to see what we get. Yeah, from there. Yeah, this is this is like this is the thing I was so excited to see because I think one more hits right in the book. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah cuz I mean Anaris fired like 6 of them. So, um yeah, so Amos is on his way to see someone who we're not going to spoil. Yeah. Um and I'm really excited to see that. And yeah, this I mean this was this was a very very good episode. Just season episode 2 was just amazing. Yeah. So, Absolutely. this one was also directed by Thomas Jane. So, you know, which good he told on, me before we started. Yeah. And I, I did not even know that. Good on Miller to show up and then, you know, give to the cause. Yeah. And I just, I can't wait to see what we have, what this season has in store for us. Yep. All right. Um, I think that's good. I think, I think we're, yeah. we're in a good spot. So on that note, we will see you guys later this week um, with episode four and some news and some other stuff. Um, Merry Christmas. Because we won't be back until after Christmas to talk to you guys. Um, so if that's what you celebrate, awesome. Have a great one. Hopefully Santa um, left you all sorts of fun stuff under the tree. What if I said I wanted a stealth rock? I would say I think you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> all right. On that note, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right. This podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at infamouspodcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Later.